we have all this great knowledge, right? And I'm gonna create this program for X, Y, and Z because everybody needs it. But if nobody's looking for that, they're not gonna reach out and find it and it's not gonna go because it's not speaking to people. Welcome to the One Strong Mama podcast, the no BS show that's not afraid to get real about all things pregnancy, birth, postpartum, and beyond. We're talking with visionaries who are challenging the status quo and changing the world one pregnancy and one birth at a time. I'm Lindsay McCoy, mama four, exercise physiologist, doula, and childbirth educator. My passion is making pregnancy, childbirth, and recovery better. And I'm also passionate about coconut LaCroix. And I'm Lauren O'Hayan, a mom of three girls, lover of all things tropical. I have never had coconut LaCroix, and I am known for my work with the core and pelvic floor. Today, we're talking to Lynn Schulte, a PT who has had great success in both online and in-person offerings. She really dove headfirst into business faux pas, adapting your business in the time of Corona, which we all need, and how to be authentic as a key to business. Let's begin. Lynn Schulte, with a C, is a women's health physical therapist for over 30 years and the founder of the Institute for Birth Healing. She has been helping birthing people heal from all the issues they experience after birth and is now teaching courses to body workers to help them do the same. She found a common birth pattern that shows up in the pelvis after birth and knows how to effectively release these patterns. We want to know more about that. Knowing we are more than just our bodies, Lynn works on all levels, physically, energetically, and spiritually with women to help them access their full potential. She also teaches body workers how to work with the energy of the body and how to access and use your intuition in your body work sessions. She offers a certification process to help birth professionals become birth healing specialists. And we will put a lot of these links in the show notes. So don't worry. And we will give you, Lynn, a chance to kind of help people find you at the end of our conversation. And I'll just finish by saying that Lynn holds a Bachelor of Science in PT from St. Louis University, St. Louis, Missouri. A true teacher, Lynn continues to supplement her professional experience with training to complement and update her practice. And Lynn, welcome. Thank you so much for having me. So appreciate it. You too. I'm so happy you're here because you and I have, I feel like a very long relationship. It's, not, it's probably not that many years, but we've it known each like other like it. And, and yeah. we've met and we've, we've shared a yeah. lot. So I really am happy that you're here talking to us. We really love, Lindsay and I love starting this conversation by having our guests just kind of start in with like, how did you get started? Tell us about your beginnings. How did you get into this work and kind of, yeah. you know, hit yeah. us up with that. So um, it all started back in in, uh, 2008 when I moved from Seattle to Boulder, Colorado and had to start my practice all over again and build it. And um, I started teaching classes to postpartum women. It was a class called How to Lose the Pooch for Good. And I then just started seeing postpartum people in my client and in my practice. And that, you know, I just kind of started specializing because I was focused on marketing to them and they started showing up and then I started seeing all these patterns. Like every, every person that would lay down on my table, their pelvis would rotate to the left. 
and I just started seeing that over and over again. And then I kind of got curious and I started feeling and because I can tune into the energy of what the body is doing, the energy of the tissues and what the tissues are doing, I started to find this common pattern in, in the body. And I figured out why the sacrum was, or why the pelvis was rotating to the left and realized that the sacrum actually kind of gets jammed up on the right hand side after birth and it causes this rotation and I figured out how to release that and moms would come to me and they would be having low back pain usually more on the right hand side and uh, they had been seeing chiropractors and massage therapists for months and within five minutes I would have them out of pain by just helping to mobilize to its normal position mm-hmm. so I started realizing that you know things get shifted after birth. And then I could feel, you know, our sit bones need to splay open. They splay apart to allow the the babies to come on out. And sometimes they don't always come back together again. And sometimes one side gets more splayed than the other. And so I coined this, the common birth pattern, this, the common open birthing pattern that the pelvis needs to open in order for baby to come on out, but doesn't always close back up again the way it should, you know, before birth. And so then I started putting all this, um, all these things, all these patterns that I kept finding in the body on YouTube. And I started to um, get emails from women all over the world saying, oh my God, I have exactly what you're talking about in that video. Do you know someone who can help me? And I was kind of like, well, not really. I mean, you could go, go try to see a women's health PT or a pelvic health PT, or you can try seeing a visceral manipulation practitioner, but these are things I've discovered myself and I didn't learn from someone else. So not sure there's going to be others that can help you. And that's when I really realized that I needed to start teaching others how to, how to do what I know. <laughs> and right. so um, I, I started teaching 2016 is when I founded the Institute for Birth Healing and have been now traveling the world, teaching other body workers how to help, mo- help your you know, postpartum clients heal after birth. So. so amazing. And you are an amazing businesswoman as well, which is well, thank you. <laughs> what, we, what we also want to talk about today because we, and we had this conversation, Lindsay and I, where we were like, should we talk to her about the open birthing pattern? Should we talk to her about business? Because yeah. I think both are so interesting. I do want to start with the business stuff because I think that a lot of people are scrambling right now. So let's take the people that you have trained. Let's talk about those people, the people you've trained who are mostly hands-on workers. Yeah. They're now calling you. Let's say Sarah is calling you panicking. Lynn, (laughs) I've spent $3,000 on your trainings or something like that. Or like I've spent $800, whatever it is. You've trained me how to be this amazing hands-on you know, now what? I can't do that with my clients. Uh, I'm about to go, you know, like into economic decline. Can you give me some advice, Lynn, on what I should do? What are you advising the people you've trained who are hands-on workers? What are you advising them to do now? COVID-19 times. Right. Touch a body. Uh, Yeah. You know, we have a ton, a ton of knowledge that we can share with our clients. And that knowledge is power. And I think we, a lot of us underestimate the amount of knowledge that we can share and the importance of that knowledge. And, you know, for body workers, for people who do hands-on, there's a lot of instruction that we can instruct our clients to do this to themselves. 
you mean like self, give me some ideas. Yeah. yeah. So there's a, a lot of techniques that I teach in the lower abdomen of, of trying to like mobilize your tissue and, you know, especially like say a cesarean scar section, um, that scar tissue, we could instruct our clients how to do that themselves. We can instruct our clients how to release their oblique muscles after birth. You know, we, we get tightness in those oblique muscles, which separate the, the recti muscles. Mm. And so we can instruct them, you know, you do a video conference call and you have them lay down and you tell them, okay, put your hand here. Now allow your knees to go here and then use your hand to encourage these tissues to the midline. And so there's a lot of self-instruction that we can have our clients do to, our, to themselves. And then what I'm doing is I'm actually then instructing partners mm-hmm. to help yeah. our clients do some of the things that I would normally do. Um, and so it's a lot of education. And, and it's great because I think the best thing about this is it's so self-empowering mm-hmm. to our clients. And I, you know, I think sometimes the more, you know, the more you think you don't know, because you know, there's so much to know. (laughs) And so I think a lot of people are like, well, all I know how to do is massage. It's like, you know, so much more than your clients. You just have to maybe get more creative. Is that what you're saying? That is exactly what I'm talking about, Lindsay. And, and I, I said, I gathered my students together right after this, this happened. And, and we started, you know, we just had a community call of support and we all just kind of shared, okay, so how are you doing? What's going on? And, you know, some people weren't doing anything and others were, were jumping right into telehealth and, and they were just sharing that, they're, they're instructing partners to do it. They're instructing their clients to do it and they're getting good results. So I, I really think that we minimize, we don't really embrace all that we know and all that we want to share with people um, or all that we can share with people. Because again, after a while, when you know what you know for so long, it doesn't feel special anymore or it doesn't feel like, you know much, but you got to realize that the person you're working with knows hardly anything. Right. We've had a lot of people sign up for our Body Ready Method course or my Restore Your Core virtual teacher training now because, and a lot of them are massage therapists. And I think Uh they are suddenly panicking of like, this might go on for two years, which very well could, right? So this might go on for two years and and after this pandemic, there could be another one down the, like yeah, down. Right. Knock on so, wood, Lauren. Yeah, right. <laughs> no, but I'm being that, realistic. Yeah. I think people, I think people are shocked right now and they're reeling because nobody prepared for this. So right. having, so they're, they're like, we need more tools in our toolbox, right? So let's go yeah. get more tools. Let's do more trainings. Let's do more teaching exercise, but you're right. I think that a lot of people could be, um, you're basically saying that if you were an in-person massage therapist, you should reach out to your existing client base and offer them telehealth, not necessarily get on Instagram and start a summit and try to like monetize the way you, me, Lindsay are monetizing. You're saying like, keep it, keep it basic, keep it local, keep it with your fan base. Absolutely. And you know, I, I don't know if you two have ever done a self massage of your entire body. Actually, I have, I have. isn't it? It's amazing. It is I so think. intimate and great. Right? And well, I, you know, I learned self abdominal massage at a workshop and I found it to be amazing and it's very empowering to massage yourself, mm-hmm. you know, take exactly. ownership. 
Yeah. That's what I felt when I, you know, when I did it, it's like, oh my gosh, giving yourself like this amazing hug and, you know, such a connection to your body. And I really feel one of the terms I've, I've learned recently, which I just love interoception. Are you guys mm-hmm. familiar with that term? Yep. Um, that's hand in hand with proprioception. But and- tell us, tell us because yeah, yeah. not everyone will. So, Right. Interoception is your body's way of giving you information. So it's that interoception is when your stomach growls, that's your hunger signal, right? That's, that's your body saying, Hey, I'm hungry. Um, you know, or that pain in your neck is at your body's way of giving you information that something's not happy in there. And so I feel like we need to increase And And to me, whenever I start to get a cold, you get the symptoms if you can listen to your body. Your body's constantly giving you information. When you get tired, it needs rest, people. It doesn't need more caffeine and, <laughs> and yeah. sugar to keep you going, right? It's, it's these bodily signs that if we really pay attention to them, then it, it can help guide us. So, and especially in this pandemic and, and about our health, we need to take steps to ensure that we stay healthy. And so those very first signs of a cold, I, I start taking, I start upping my vitamin C, my vitamin D, my, you know, all those immune boosters, I start upping them because my body's saying, Hey, I'm, I'm, I'm fighting something here. Well, here, let me give you a little extra help. So that's in, and that's being really tuning in and paying attention. And I feel that that self-massage is kind of a part of that and really exploring your body and feeling with your own hands. You know, massage therapists are really good at feeling the knots and the muscles. But if you actually feel it yourself, you take more ownership of it, right? So we need to just help our clients understand what those tight muscles mean. Totally. And I was talking to someone recently, um, actually an osteopath who was kind of freaking out about what they could be offering to their client base. And again, it just got back to this idea of like, you know so much and you just don't know that you know so much. And there's so many different um, things your clients could be asking from you, like online workshops about this, that, or the other on, you know, like I think that people feel really stuck in the format that they're so comfortable in. They don't know how to break out of that format. And that's what I'm seeing a lot of people is they just don't know how to break out of their format. But on the other hand, what I'm seeing from the clients is they don't want to go to the teleseminar put on by the street. They want to cultivate connection with their community and with the people that they miss seeing the most. And so it is this incredible opportunity for people, I think, in PTs and massage therapists to really connect to their clients and, and they can still do telehealth really well. Do you need special insurance to do telehealth though? I mean, um, no, they, they really lax the, the requirements during this time. Um, you know, some, every state is different. So Mm -hmm. you have to check in with your own state requirements, but I know, I think it's Connecticut, like, um, most, Telehealth practitioners, if you have a license in the state of Colorado for me, you can only see clients within that state. 
but I think Connecticut's one of the states where it's like, it'll let you see anybody, work with anybody anywhere. So it does vary state to state, depending on your license. So you do need to be aware of that. Mm-hmm. But you know, that's the beauty of, of this is that it does open things up for us to, to, to work and help people that live much farther away from us. Um, totally. And so, pelvic, what about pelvic health therapists? Do you feel like they could still, like, what could they be doing with their client base? Yeah. So, you know, I, I talk about the open birthing pattern and um, I've had uh, clients, I've had students who are actually instructing their moms and their moms are actually, you know, helping to close their own bones after birth. And so they've just been instructing them in how to do that. So there's, there's things that they can do. Yeah. Um, You know, doing, I'm a big fan of doing intravaginal work prior to birth and then also Mm. after birth too. We can instruct our clients how to do that. And if they don't feel comfortable doing it to themselves, then we can instruct their partner to do it and their partner. We can help them just, you know, walk them through, look for this. Okay. Turn your finger this way. Let's, you know, see, appreciate what do you sense over here and there and, and they can help guide us in those sessions. So it really is um, helpful. And you know, from my clients that are my students, let me say it this way, my students, I have noticed a huge gap in their, in one person's ability to say, yeah, I reached out to all my clients and yeah, they're all joining in on telehealth. And then other students saying, nobody's signing up for telehealth. And you know what that tells me? It's their energy. Yes. It's their own limiting belief. And I have an interesting story on this because, I, again, I did that community call for all my students. And there was one student who um, actually had gotten certified from me. So I know her really well. And um, she had said, yeah, nobody, nobody's, you know, I offered the telehealth and nobody's taken me up on it. And then I, you know, a little bit later, I, I talked to some other students and one, one student says, oh yeah, all my, all my clients are moving to telehealth. And I can, you know, because I work energetically, I could really tell that that one student who wasn't getting any response was stuck and she, you know, wasn't on board. Her belief did not match that she wanted to offer that. Does that make sense? Totally, totally. Yes. She had a limiting belief around doing telehealth. And so I reached out to her and within five minutes, I had nailed her limiting belief and we shifted it. And she, she's an amazing Reiki practitioner and uh, she can really sense into the energy. And I knew this about her, but she didn't fully own it. And we helped to shift that and she owned that part of her because I think as physical therapists, there's some PTs out there that are trained in such a mechanical and scientific way, you know, we're all Mm evidence-based, but yet if they have this energetic spiritual aspect to them, they have a hard time integrating the two because they, they feel like they're opposed to each other. And so that was part of her issue. And we shifted that and she reached out and she did two telehealth sessions. She got the most amazing testimonials from both of those clients. And she's just like, oh my God, I can do this. This is great. You know? And so there, there is that energetic aspect too, that we can tune in and help clients to work with as well. If, if you've been trained in that, or you can touch into that, that's a whole nother aspect that is definitely available to us in with telehealth. 
Yeah. And I fully agree that someone's energy level comes off in their posting, their online, their newsletters, and people either want to calibrate themselves to your energy and work with you or they don't. And I think that how you present yourself to your base, your everything shines through. Well, how you like it, whether you come to it with confidence that this is an amazing offering or you come like, well, I know this is all horrible (laughs) and this isn't going to be as good as it would have been, but like here, try it out. Like who's, who's going to take you up on that? Right. And, and it is, it's about, you know, if you don't really subscribe to the word energy, I call it a vibration. You know, it's, it's this, it's this resonance that you either have with doing telehealth or you don't. And, and to be personally honest, I'm not 100% on board with it. Mm-hmm. So, I, you know, luckily I've been too busy doing online, getting an online course uh, put together and then also doing my birth healing summit that I really haven't had the time to, to do the online. So I've just kind of been letting everybody go. Um, I have done a few sessions online, but they're more energetic and that's my love. And so I'm owning that. I'm okay with it. Right. Um, and, and so I did, I was, I was lucky. I have one client who came to see me and I did do a telehealth session with her and it was half and half. It was, you know, I really helped her with the physical side of things, but then we also added in the energetic component, which is my love. And so um, those are the clients that I'm working with and I enjoy working with those that I just do more of the physical things, you know, part side of things, they don't jazz me as much. And so I'm just not willing to like reach out and go there during this session. And le- I'm lucky that I don't have to, because I do have my online practice, my online stuff. So, but you do, you have to be 100% congruent with your, with your energy, your vibration, your, your resonance with what it is that you're offering because people pick up on that. I also, that's also very true with our pricing too. Oh yes. Let's talk about that. You and I, (laughs) you and I have definitely had the pricing conversations in person after five beers, which was so much fun. So I want to hear it. I wasn't there. Let's have a sober conversation. I I did not have five beers, Lauren. I don't drink that much. (laughs) I'm kidding. I'm joking. I'm joking. I love to exaggerate. It's like what I do. It was really more like 500. Yeah. (laughs) The take home Lynn is a beer lover. <laughs> I'm just kidding. We had a good night. Oh, it was fun, but yeah, I, I like have one and I can't even drive home. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, the price point and and that that value, right? And and charging our worth and all that kind of stuff. I, I truly believe that you know, number one, especially as women we don't, we don't charge enough. We don't value the work that we do. And I am a big proponent about never giving anything away for free. I know Mm -hmm. a lot of people want to do that to start out here, try this out. People do not value anything that they get for free. But the summit is free. Yeah. Yeah, it is. So, but there's a, there's a, but a limited time access to totally. Totally. Right. Yeah. And, so when people and, see free stuff, like when you are putting stuff out there that's free, it's not. It's free, but it's not free. Exactly. So, but there's a different. Um, there's a different philosophy behind that freedom, mm-hmm. right? So it depends on how you're using it. Um, as far as 
you know, people who are like, Hey, I have this new program, try it for free Mm -hmm. here. Just give it, you know, try it for free. That is not, um, nobody's going to value Mm -hmm. that as seriously as if they pay for it. Mm -hmm. Totally. If you offer a free nibble of it Mm -hmm. to then intrigue and get, you know, people enticed around what you're doing, that's totally different. And that basically is what I'm doing with the birth healing summit, right? I am my, that's my marketing tool that I do to help spread the word about the Institute for Birth Healing's courses. Right. And so in what ways do you, because I have spoken to colleagues, many price, you know, many marketing experts who are just friends and it feels like people are, so I had one, I, I had one coach who was like, charge whatever, like you, for like, let's say um, body ready method. I don't even know how much we charge. I think it's like $2.99. But I've had one uh, coach, who, a friend of mine who was like, no, charge $7.99. People will pay. And we were like, you know what? But I think that if we charge $2.99, which feels good, then more people, yeah. like, where do you stand on like, do you charge more, like yeah. pricing an item? Do you go for volume? Because I have some competitors that charge $39 for their shitty PDF <laughs> or, yeah, you know, sure. what do you, where do you give us more about price point? Be, give us more meat. Yeah. Well, there does have to be a, um, a correlation to price point and value, mm-hmm. you know, like what are they really getting from it? I do feel that the more people pay, the more they're going to value it. Mm-hmm. So, right? Um, don't you think people are saturated now by like online where in like when you and I first started, Lynn, I feel like yeah. it was even Lindsay, Lindsay, you and I, it, yeah. there, we were more rare, right? There weren't as yes. many of us yeah. online. So our work could, we could charge more. There's now we're not a dime a dozen because I think we are the cream of the crop. I do. I do think we're the cream of the crop. So we can charge based on that. But, you know, where, if the market is saturated with people charging, um, I don't know, $10 for what we're charging 200, where does someone price themselves? I, I really think it's all, it all has to do with, the, with how you position it and the value offer that you bring to your programs and your courses? Um, I don't think there is no right answer to this question. Mm. Um, I, you know, if, if people are, are okay selling their, their, you know, 20 hour program for $10, then, mm-hmm. you know, More power I, I to just, them, I guess. I don't know. Well, to me, it's like, yeah. To, what, what is your comment to that, Lindsay? I don't know. I just think that, um, we can charge what we want. No one has to buy our stuff. But to me, if you um, are genuine about what you're giving and you're trying to do your best, I think people are going to show up. I but don't charging know. $10 for a 20-hour course to me feels cheap. Like I'd be yeah, like, totally. Uh, like yeah. you'd yeah. value it more if you spent 100 probably. Exactly. It's true. It's true. I agree. Exactly. And that's what I was getting at there. You know, it's like, so, and that's what, people, again, we all get into that scarcity mindset of, oh my gosh, the the market's flooded. So I'm just going to put another course out there and I'm only going to charge $10, but Mm -hmm. I'm going to give them the kitchen sink, you know, everything I know in the kitchen sink. And, um, I, there's, there's two things there. 
um, we got to be careful of giving way too much information. You know, like everybody, right. m- more is not always best. Nope. Yeah. It's overwhelming for exactly, sure. Exactly. Exactly. Like I shut down. There was a colleague that came to me that wanted me to check out our program and wanted me to be and be interviewed and added. And when I looked at the program, I'm like, you already got way too much stuff in here. I wonder if it's the same program I'm thinking of. There's a program out there, which is a prenatal certification program. And I'm like, this is, feels like getting a PhD. No, thank you. Yeah. At this point, yeah. studying at home alone online is a really big demand. Yeah. Yeah. So to so, make it that many videos, that much, it's not more is not better in that case. Exactly. <laughs> Focusing it, in, yes, right? Yes. Focus yes. In. Yeah. So that's a, you know, it's like, don't, don't feel like you have to give away the kitchen sink, you know, with everything and, and really hone in and give what's pertinent. That's mm-hmm. the other thing we are bombarded. We are way oversaturated. So, you know, simple and sweet is much, much better than like, you know, like throwing up on someone, right? Yeah, I'm gonna, right? Everything that I know, right? So that that's one aspect of it is really getting clear on what's pertinent, what's the most important information that I need to get out that's really going to make a difference for my client, for this this person I'm here to serve. And then the other part is is that price point. And like I said, there is no right or wrong reason and and price point, but I I feel like Charging more is actually better than charging too little. You know, uh, I what what when you were saying that, I was thinking about my doula business and I was so worried to go this was a couple years ago. I was so worried to go at or above a thousand dollars. Keep in mind this is like this could yeah. be three days were like a lot of work, like being a doula is a lot of work and it's definitely worth that much. But I was so nervous to go up. And the funny thing is when I raised my price, I assumed I'd get less inquiries. I actually got more. Isn't that funny? Yeah. Because I mean, I've been a doula for 10 years. I have a lot of value and I do believe I'm worth what I charge, but people also were like, Oh, she's the, she must be better because she's charging more. Yeah. Very interesting. Of course. Absolutely. It is so, so important to, to have that price point that feels good. And stretches us a little bit too, you know, that, that, that reach. I feel like if, you know, I, I love, I love that we have coaches out there and I love that we are reaching out to get support from others because sometimes we can't see outside of ourselves and having someone, you know, to, to look at what we're doing and what we're wanting to do with outside perspective can be so, so helpful but I, I'm not a big fan of, oh my God, you should be charging $10,000 for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Because it's like, okay, there's a limit. From? <laughs> right? And, right. And so you really do have to sit, I like to do a market analysis of, okay, what's everybody else offering? What's different about my program that, you know, others aren't including in there. And, and, you know, where, where does my price point sit? What, what feels good for me? I always know when, you know, I'm talking, I'm going back to when I was in clinical practice. Um, I still am. Like <laughs> I said that like I so many things. Sorry. <laughs> I, uh, I knew, I know it's time to raise my prices when what I was exchanging for my time didn't feel right anymore. 
right. That's right. Depletion was like, yeah, uh, yeah. It's yeah. like this doesn't feel right anymore. I need to raise my rates. Um, and so there's there are certain signs that that is something you know that is something that you need to look at of like raising your rates. But when we're talking online and these online programs, um, you know, until it gets known it's really hard to, to make an impact into this online world. You know, people are like, oh, I'm just going to put a program online. Mm-hmm. Well, doing that, that takes a lot of work and effort, but then you got to figure out how to get an audience. You got to figure right. out how to get the word out there. And that is 10 times harder than actually creating the program. Hey, friend. This episode has been talking all about how to diversify and grow your skill set and bring it to your people in your unique way. And we are here to help. If you've been thinking about joining our Body Ready Method professional course, now is the time. We have decided to spend the rest of the year supporting our current teachers. And as such, we will be closing the doors to this course a week from Sunday on June 7th at 11.59 Eastern Standard Time. And the doors will not open up again until next year. We've also discounted the course due to the COVID-19 pandemic, as so many are struggling right now. We'd be honored to serve you, and we hope to see you in there. Yeah, and I, think I think everyone here is like passive yeah. income, online course yeah. passive yeah. income. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, <laughs> that's going to be great. Ah, Biggest joke ever. Yes, right? <laughs> There's a lot, a lot of work in trying to figure out how to get, you know, the word out there. Now, I'm also a big proponent of this idea that we all have our tribe out there that we are meant to work with. Mm-hmm. So if yeah. people are hearing this and going, oh my goodness, there's so much saturation out there. I, I probably shouldn't put a program together. I would question that and just say, look, there are certain people that are meant to work with you and nobody, you know, we don't want to go out and copy someone else's program, heaven forbid. Um, (laughs) Don't do that. I know Lauren, right? Um, Because (laughs) that is not you. Okay. So if you think that, oh, I'm just going to do exactly what Lauren does in Restore Your Core and then put my name on it. You may make some money, but I tell you what, whenever we do anything that is not in full alignment with ourselves in, and when we're reacting in fear, it never works out in the long run. No, it doesn't. And it's interesting though, because I have uh, several friends and colleagues who went the other route and said, I'm just going to hire the experts and they're going to tell me what to do. I'm going to follow everything they say. I'm going to throw you know, $50,000 at all these coaches oh. And what they, I'm going to do the funnel and that also doesn't work because, and you can, you can spend the $50,000 and there's like, at this point, those coaches are a dime a dozen. They have a formula and, but again, who are you talking to? Who's your audience? Where are your people? And I've seen this in my own business when we started One Strong Mama and even Restore Your Core, the people inside my Facebook group have a very different way of reacting to me than people who see our ads. And sometimes people see our ads, they don't know who I am. They don't know me. Yeah. And they say the nasty <laughs> things are like, you're so expensive. If you really cared about women, you would give it away for free. That's my favorite one. Oh. I see that all the time. And oh you know, so it's so interesting because, and it just reminds me when I see that rather than feeling hurt in my mind, I'm like, 
they're not my people. They're not right. like if they were, they would never have that reaction or they would, right. they would express what they want to say differently, which is, you know, I'm struggling yeah. with that price point. I'd love to know, you know, more about why I should pay that, you know, instead yes. of just like. And, and it's exactly because they don't really know what they're getting. Right. Yeah. Because you give so much in your programs and your, your expertise and your knowledge is just brilliant. Mm, tell and me more. That's what they're paying. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> you are, you're amazing. And oh, so that's what they're getting. Right. And, and so I love that you are owning your value and saying, this is why, you know, and, and it's just about getting that message across, right. Letting right. people know that, Hey, this is the reason I'm at this point is because of this X, Y, and Z. And that is the biggest uh, hurdle that most of us have to, to do in order to get a program out there. Yeah. You know? um, it's so true. Uh, yeah. It's so, it's so true. And it's so hard. I think all of us put our programs out there years ago before it was the way it is now. I think the way it is now, you really have to get that organic audience going. You've really yeah. got to, you can't, you can't do it any other way. And like you said, Lynn, it requires you being authentic to yourself. Lindsay had a huge audience before she met me because she had this like amazing blog that people loved. And, and I never made money off the blog or Instagram or, well, I didn't have Instagram yet. Facebook. Yeah. Yeah. I just put out information. So, but Lindsay, how was that for you as far as transitioning that crowd into becoming your buyers of your programs? It was pretty organic, honestly, because okay. I mean, some of them you know, are past that stage or, but you know, a lot of my audience was professionals. So if, if you are building a relationship, say, so I, of course we work in birth. So if I'm building relationships with doctors, midwives, chiropractors, physical therapists, you know, and moms and, yeah. you know, birthing people as well. Like I would say a lot, you know, I see people buying our programs that are local to me that I don't know who they are. Like, I don't recognize the name, but I see they live 20 minutes from me. Yeah, we have a ton of Midwestern women doing. Yeah, and I think it's because for ten years I've been giving out so much information, and I've been genuine, and mm -hmm. and you know what not, you're talking about. I mean, yeah, you have to, like yeah. an answer for everything birth related. Yeah, so I think so that it's okay. Like if your audience is local, that's okay. Like my audience oh, absolutely. was all local, and then you know, transitioning online, it's just builds, you know, people have friends across the country and, you know. Right. I, I do have to say, I, and I've had a friend that um, started a local, or not, it wasn't local, actually, it was online, a Facebook group. And I think the difference between what you did and what she did was that she, uh, she created this like natural moms or something on Facebook. And she had a heck of a time trying to monetize it because she started everything for free and just mm -hmm. offering good pieces here and there. Yep. But when she would then try to try to convert them into mm -hmm. like, hey, buy this program, buy this product, nobody would. Now, why? Why do you think that is? Yeah. Well, I, you know, I think I'm wondering. Two two thoughts come there, Lindsay. You were talking more to the professionals, and in my opinion, I have found personally that professionals are way more interested in in um, paying for things online than one hundred percent. One hundred percent. They're already invested. 
Yeah. yeah. So moms are not as willing to part with their money, especially, you know, if they're single yeah. or not single, but if they're stay at home moms and they're not producing an income, they, I think there's a lot of guilt in, in, in paying something for themselves. Always correct. So that, that, you know, that having moms as a focus um, or moms as an audience and trying to get them to buy something is a much harder sell than if you're focusing on professionals. But I will say, if the professionals recommend your program. Yes. Yeah. That like, if my midwife tells me this is what I need, like I need to get this childbirth ed class from this online person, whatever it is. Yeah. They're, you know, that person in that place of authority is telling them what to do to be better at whatever their issue is. Yeah. So true. And you yeah. also, the, the missing link here is you have to have a problem that people need to solve. So for example, uh-huh. like with a program that is, we're going to do this program to heal your diastasis recti is different than do this program because I don't know, it's going to make you more strong, right? So yes. a lot of people do One Strong Mama, for example, because they've had pelvic floor and core issues before and uh-huh. they don't want to go down the pregnancy or a hard path, birth or, or a hard whatever. birth and they yeah. want to stack the cards in their favor. Right. But I think you're right, Lynn, in many ways, I think it's easier to convert a professional, but I would say that birth professionals like a doula can be harder to convert than let's say a PT. Well, but so again, <laughs> looking at the finances, financial situation, exactly. I, I have to say doulas and midwives are the worst, the, in worst. Money, mm-hmm. the money beliefs and charging their value and charging their worth because okay. midwives especially are like, we should just be offering this service for free. Yeah. Wrong. Because they believe and it's true. Like everyone deserves yes. the birth they want, yes. but yes. like you deserve- yeah. To make money too. It's tricky. It is. I deserve that. a delicious lunch at the natural place across the street. Should it be free? No. I mean. Right. But see, Lauren, I think that's what, that's what makes you and I so successful is that we're not afraid to one, ask for the, uh, to make an offer. Um, that's one of the reasons I think I'm as successful as I am is that I love making offers. I love giving people opportunity to work with me and I have no problem charging for my services. Yeah. I think you're amazing at that, by the way. I am impressed by your unflinching approach to that. I think it's really, because sometimes I can waver. I can. People are like, I really want your program, but I can't afford it and blah, blah. And instantly I'm like, okay, you can have it. (laughs) I mean, I don't do that anymore, but it used to be really hard. Like, how do you deal with that? How do you deal with that, Lynn? Somebody comes to you and they're like, because how much is a one-to-one with you, Lynn? uh, It's 250 today. Okay. So now I'm mom and I'm like, I don't have that money, but I really want to work with you. What are you saying to them? So I, I'll say there's uh, there's a couple options. There's a couple of ways that I can serve you. I offer a free marketing uh, class that I do locally here. Um, used to call it how to lose the pooch for good. Mm-hmm. It's now confidence in your core floor more. I'm still playing with the, the whole name because how to lose the pooch for good. Um, my I team know. and I love that. I <laughs> and, it, and it hits a, a pain point, but then mm-hmm. some people are offended by the word. Yeah, so I'm still walking that fine line. But anyway, um, I offer that for free and that's me. It's, it's, um, it's a two hour class and I share all the information with moms and I teach them how they can take care of themselves. 
So that to me is, you know, like that's my freebie. And in, again, I do that for free, but it's also my marketing ploy. Because I when you're there, you're throwing them the offer, right? Exactly. I make an offer and, and, that's, and that's a way to get them into my practice. And then once they're in my practice, then I can upsell them to more sessions if they need it. Right. So, and you don't feel any sense of guilt basically seeing everyone as like, you are going to go through my funnel, please. And thank you. Yeah. yeah. Right. Right. And I love I that. that. I feel like there's so much guilt and yeah. I still struggle with it sometimes, especially women. I'm sure not just women, but as, as women, we just don't feel comfortable charging our worth. It's crazy. Right. But well, I think the- that Lynn doesn't see, I think the difference is Lynn knows that she doesn't see these people as a dollar sign she yes. sees that transactions are sacred. Absolutely. And I but think it's my service. I'm offering them a service and I'm offering them myself, right? Like I want to, I want to support you and this is the way I can support you. Right. And I know that the more they value what it is that they're getting, the more they get out of it. So, so if somebody says to you, Lynn, that is so like, where's the integrity in doing this quote unquote, free class, lose the pooch, right? Whatever, core confidence, whatever we want to call it. You're really doing it hoping that let's say if 10 people attend, two people convert to higher things, right? I mean, that is the, right. But so now along comes Sarah and she's like, and I'm sorry, Sarah, if you're listening, I don't really mean (laughs) you, but along comes Sarah, who's like, that feels like you don't really, like that feels yucky to me. That does not have integrity because you're really doing it for those, hoping for those two people to sign up. Now, I don't agree with that at all. I just want to play devil's advocate because I think a lot of people are Sarah. And I think a lot of people are like, how? Because the minute someone's questions them, they are going to waver and they will not enter that room feeling comfortable knowing that what they're really hoping for is two of those people sign on for more because it almost feels MLM-y yucky. Do you know what I mean? It almost feels like- I don't, God, I just- just threw it. Yeah. I don't even go there. My brain doesn't even go there because here I am, I am offering, I am giving you two hours of my time and I'm giving you valuable content, Mm -hmm. valuable information that is helping you out. And everybody leaves my classes going, Oh my God, that was great. Right. Oh my God. The best two hours I ever spent. Thank you so much. Right. And you feel good about it. If nobody signs up. Because they, I've given them my all. I've given them everything that I know that they can, that can help them. And there's value in it. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so, you know, I don't care there. I understand. And I am okay knowing that there are people that cannot afford my services. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Period. And when they say like, why are you so greedy and why are you so expensive and who, who the H can afford $250 for an hour? I'm, so, I'm like $350 an hour. So I get it. Like I'm not yeah, actually, yeah. I'm with you. My price point is in the same ballpark. So, but when people so, say like, what but do you- when they, when they do that, it's, it's um, when they say, well, how can you charge so much? It's like, because <laughs> when you come to work with me, you don't need to come see me six times. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of times I can help you in one session. Yeah, they're, they're, that's a great answer. But I also think, is anybody questioning the house? On, like I just drove by a house yesterday and I was riding my bike in the neighborhood and I saw it had a for sale sign. And I was like, oh, I wonder how much that is. It was $14 million. <laughs> this is not my neighborhood. I don't live in that neighborhood. But the house was $14 million, not waterfront, but like really beautiful. But I was like, wow. But like nobody questions like, 
I mean, they probably yeah. do, but they're the yoga pants for $98. I mean, yeah. there's, and, and see, that's, that goes back to our whole money, money blueprint, exactly. right? It's, we all have a, a, you know, a thermostat, a thermometer for money, money tolerance. And some people's thermostat is set really, really low. Mm-hmm. And that's all they can think, you know, their, their thermostat is set at a hundred. Some people's are set at a thousand. Some people are that are set at millions. Right. And that right? same person who complains about the price being too high will spend that much on yes. yoga pants the next day. Exactly. Yes. Right. And it's that just makes now. you feel like crap. You know, I've, I've had clients where, you know, in the past I'll give them a discount and I'm still, you know, I'm still going to work with people sometimes. Like when I charge my worth to the people who can afford it, it allows me to also sometimes give back to those who can't afford it. Absolutely. Does that make sense? So I feel like, but to my point, like sometimes in the past I've given discounts to people who are like, you know, I just, I can't afford it, but I really want to work with you. All right. So I give them a discount and then it just feels really crappy. You know, you go to your first meeting with them in their mansion with their designer purses and their designer everything. And I'm like, right. Okay. So could you not afford me or did you just not value me? Correct. And that just feels crap, like crap, you know? So yeah. Right. And and so that's, and so then there it's to me, that's us standing up for our value or us not being clear enough in describing the value that we offer. Mm Mm-hmm. Sure, yeah. Right, I know. So like when somebody recently wrote on my a Facebook ad something about like, I can't believe you would charge $200 for an online program. It was like, do I even answer? Do I even right. answer? Yes. I mean, do, I, do I even try to explain what they get in the program is probably worth like $2,000. 10 I mean, times that. that yes, yeah, exactly. And right? yeah, but it's but, like, do I want to come off sounding defensive? Do I want to, you know what I mean? Like, do I even want to play in like go to that party (laughs) do i want to attend that party oh you know lauren and that really share that really shows your level of consciousness right to do i want to stoop right to that level of consciousness and even respond to this Mm -hmm. right Right. um and and there's a lot of times where it's just not worth it no because you're you're talking right you're talking to someone who has a very very low money blueprint yeah and you're not going to change that. But I did say, I did respond. I ended up responding and basically was like, well, here is a list of everything I offer for free. And here's my email. You can email me anytime and I'll give you free advice. How about that? And after I thought, did I feel good about that? <laughs> like, yeah. But I did. I did feel good about that because I took the high road. You know, I didn't yeah. ignore yeah. her. I didn't respond right. to, like, I was responding to her what she was feeling, which was like, you're too expensive. That's fine. I have a lot for free too. Go, go have a party with my free stuff. Right. right. And, and Lauren, that's where, you know, we were talking about offering free stuff before, but those are teasers, right? If you get right. them mm-hmm. the free stuff, that's right. That's their opportunity for them to get to know, to like, and you. trust you. Mm-hmm. Right. And that's what it's all about, especially online. And that's why it's so important people to do your own thing. Create your own programs in your own unique way. Say it in your own unique verbiage because there are some people that are really going to hear you. 
It's right? so because true. we all have a message to share, but when you try to copy someone else or do it the way someone else does it because they're successful, you're going to be missing the mark and people are going to know that that's not your authentic you. It's such a good point. You're so wise. We <laughs> are, it's so true. And I think that a lot of people have to go through, I think that I know that people who've done Lindsay and I's body ready method training for professionals have come back to us and said, it doesn't like, I feel like an imposter, right? Imposter syndrome. I'm sure you get that Lynn. People must come to your training all the time and then be like, how do I teach it as good as you? How do I sound like you? Don't sound like me, please. So what do you tell, how do you encourage your students to pass off information that they've learned from you and their voice? Well, and you know, first off I address the imposter syndrome. You know, right. it's like we can't yeah. we can't verbalize what we don't already own and and acknowledge in ourselves. Totally. So if you're if you're having that imposter syndrome, I don't know anything, I can't do this, I shouldn't share anything, you need to clear that first mm-hmm. before you do try to put something out there. And I'm I'm a big fan of clearing your energy first because then it just it clears the obstacles. If you have all these limiting beliefs inside of you and you try to go do something, you're just going to keep coming against roadblocks. So how do you clear energy? I mean, could you tell us quickly? I know we're running out of time, but what does that even mean? Well, it's, it's understanding. You've got to get intimate with yourself. You've got to start tuning into your own beliefs and actions and, and what are your truths? That, you know, and and sometimes that can be a little challenging. We can't always see our own and that's where a really good coach can come in and help you to to see it. And that's absolutely my absolute love. I have a practice building program where I help body workers get clients into their door in the way that I built my practice. And um, one of the funnest things I do is help clear their beliefs and shift their beliefs. And I had a mom who, you know, kept trying to make success and then would, you know, her babysitter kept, uh, kept uh, quitting on her. So she would get, get this momentum going in her, in her business. And then boom, she would have to shut down or have to backtrack because she didn't have a babysitter to support her. Well, it went back to her childhood when she was trying to, when her mom had to leave to go to work, she felt unsupported as a child. Hmm. So you have to go back to those, to our, so she was choosing babysitters who were, was, were leaving her ultimately. Yeah. So basically our outer world is, uh, is a reflection of what's going on in our inner world. So you need to start looking at what, you know, what am I trying to do and what are my results? And, and if you start really looking at the results that you're getting or not getting, you have to sleuth it out and try to go back and understand what what's happening here what's showing up in my outer world for mm-hmm. me to go look at what's happening on the inner world yes so, i have a friend so who's disaster prone every day is a new crisis uh-huh. and it i finally had to tell her recently it was a very hard conversation but where i was just like i think all of these things are manifestations of your own like yeah you're not just prone to drama. You are creating this drama on some level. And that's a really hard thing to say to someone because you don't have evidence for it. And it sounds almost woo, like you are creating, what do you mean? I'm creating the car crash, but you are. I mean- In a way, yeah. Yeah, your energy, all the choices you made, your energy. (laughs) It's such a hard, but it's, I think I see it all the time. Yeah, and and when we can really- 
own it and look at it, we take responsibility for our lives and we don't, we're not victims anymore. That's it. Yeah. That's it. And people show up as victims. Oh my God, we're getting into this really deep conversation. But yeah. <laughs> yeah, we need like, that's also two, why three, people four. attract, uh, that's also why people attract success. Like you, yeah. right? If when you attract success, it's like this ongoing success is coming your way in a beautiful way because you're inviting it in. You're, you're allowing yourself to be successful. Yes. And there's a lot of work that needs to be done too. I didn't get here overnight. I've had no. to do a lot of own personal growth and look yep. at my blocks. And, you know, I had two years of struggle trying to figure out how to get something online. Mm-hmm. You know? People like, don't hear those stories. People see, right? you know, the people see result, maybe yeah. one strong mama and they think they don't see the 10 years of right. studying and figuring, getting on Facebook and making a blog and maybe... 10 people saw the first article and like three of them were family members, you know, like <laughs> we were all there at one point. So you just have to yeah, keep going. Absolutely. I, I signed up for a, a marketing coach and you know, I, I, at the time I was going, Oh my God, why did I, well, I put three videos online to help moms prepare for birth. And so then I'm like, well, I need to figure out how to market those. You know, they were, they were on my website, but they weren't doing anything. Nobody was finding them. So I needed to figure out how to market them. So I joined this, this marketing coach, did a year long study with her, paid thousands of dollars. Mm-hmm. Um, just like you were talking earlier, Lauren. Yeah, we and, know all about it. <laughs> yeah. And, um, and what I learned from that is you can't create anything out of fear. It, it's not going to be sustainable because I created stuff out of fear, but it would only go so far. And I was successful. Right. I was successful to a degree, but I, I kept hitting roadblocks, kept hitting roadblocks right. because I wasn't on my right path. And it wasn't until I started the Institute for Birth Healing in 2016 that I figured it out. But I started with that coach in 2014. It was two years of struggle and trying to figure it out. And, and but most people would have given up by then. Yeah. A lot of people would have walked away by then. You know what, Lauren, something happened when, I mean, I just had a breakdown because I had spent thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars on Mm -hmm. this program and other programs. And I was really into that coaching trap is what I like to call it. Yep. (laughs) And I, and, and I just broke down into tears one day going, Oh my God, what am I doing? And I got this voice inside that said, what if everything that you're learning is not for naught? Hmm. Yeah. And I just went, whoa, okay. So, but it did, it made me stop because I kept searching for that shiny object syndrome, right? Like, oh, if only I take this course, if only I do this, (laughs) if only I work with this person, you know, like I just had to stop it all, put the blinders on, turn off the internet and go within. Mm -hmm. And it was working with um, a, a client that had actually taken one of my online programs that I put together. And she's like, I, and, I, and I was still trying, to, I was still doing my online hands-on work, but I was trying to do online, I'm sorry, I was doing hands-on work still at the same time. So I had my PT practice, but then I was starting to do this women's empowerment, entrepreneurial business people kind of coaching. Mm-hmm. And she had taken one of my programs and um she was a pt and i actually had a conversation with her in 2016 right before i and and she was the one that's helped me to see i go i just need to figure out a way to merge my two worlds yeah Mm. and she's like lynn 
it's offering this to your PTs that take your courses. Because I kept saying, I'm like, I feel like I need to start an institute. I feel like I need to start an institute. I need to start teaching what I know. And right. then when she helped me to see how I can take what I do online and offer it to the PTs that I was working, you know, that I could be teaching, that's when it all went ka-chunk. And that's when everything started taking off. Right. And I think, yeah, that's so perfect. And I think it happens in different ways for different people. But what really seems obvious was that you worked through your stuff and yes. you kept going and you yeah. knew you knew you were on the right path. And that's really important. I think you knew you were on the right path. But I, I, I was know you were hitting roadblocks left, right, and center. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, I don't know if I was on the right path. I was doing the right thing, but I think I was on the wrong path, actually. Mm. I was doing it, you know, I was going down one road when I need to be going down another road. Because you were just che checking off the checklist of what the marketing people told you to do? Well, I was, I, I chose them out of fear because I knew, you know, it's like, who's going to pay money for my courses? Well, people who need to make money and those entrepreneurs. So I, I went the path of least resistance, right? Or people who are going to pay for your programs are those that need to make money. So that's why I chose the entrepreneurs to be my, you know, clientele at that right. time. Right. Because I knew moms weren't going to make me the money. Right. Right. But you needed the professionals. Yeah. Yeah. And so then, yeah, so that, you know, but I, I mean, I look back on all that and, and it's funny because I, I hired a virtual assistant back way back then to kind of help me get everything online and everything. And she, we still laugh to this day. Remember when you were doing that women's empowerment stuff? <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, Oh my God, I was so embarrassed by, you know, looking back at what I was trying to do, right. but you know what? I never gave up. I kept trying. And I kept doing something and I kept, kept moving forward. Even if it wasn't mm -hmm. right, I kept doing something. Mm -hmm. That's the entrepreneurial way, right? I right. mean, yeah. I think all of us can look back at the 10, 15, 20 things that we tried or thought mm -hmm. about that didn't exactly pan out, but that led us to where we are now. Mm -hmm. Like every yeah. part of my story has led me to where I am now. Absolutely, Lindsay. And isn't it beautiful to look back at that and to see the path? But when you're in it, you can't always see it. Well, yeah. that's going to be us in two years looking back at this pandemic. Yeah. <laughs> where is this yeah. going? Um, yeah. Hey, Lynn, I want you to tell our audience like where, you know, wh where they can find you and what they can do with you before we hang yeah. up. Okay. Yeah. So I want to go there, but I just, one other really important point about everything that we're talking about is I want people, if you're thinking about putting together an online program or you think you have these skills and you want to put it together, really be careful to not create what you think people want, mm -hmm. but to create what people actually want. Do you know what I mean? So there's Say more, that. About, that. <laughs> Say more about it. Well, because I think, you know, we, we have all this great knowledge, right? And I'm going to create this program for X, Y, and Z because everybody needs it. But if nobody's looking for that, they're not going to reach out and find it. And it's not going to go because it's not speaking to people. So before you go spend hours and hours and hours putting together a program, you got to make sure that there's an audience for that program and that people are wanting it. Yeah, that's really important. I'll share a little um, secret is that when Lindsay and I started One Strong Mama, 
we started it, I was doing a lot of RYC, teaching it, and a lot of my pregnant people were asking me for um, a prenatal program. And I thought, oh, I can't, I don't want to do this alone. I'm, you know, I have a lot going on. Who's, who's the best <laughs> out there? Let me get the best. Yeah. And so Lindsay became, you know, my partner, and she's really the face of, of One Strong Mama. But we started it with this idea of like corn pelvic floor. Uh, prehab while you're pregnant. And in fact, yes, there was an audience for it. However, there really wasn't a huge audience for that. People don't want prehab, they want rehab, right? They're looking for the issue. Their issue is afterwards. When people are pregnant, they don't know, like especially first baby, they don't know all the things that could potentially be waiting for them, right? And it's not going to happen to them, right? That's right. (laughs) Right. It's not going to happen. So we started, we actually changed our tune after we launched. We were like, there is something wrong with this message. And we didn't change the program at all, but we changed how we speak to people, which is we're here to help you stack the cards in your favor for an easier birth, for an easier recovery, as opposed to we're going to save your vagina. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's not. We will, but our marketing is not saying that. And I think that's very similar to what you were saying, Lynn, is that like we thought everybody needed corn pelvic floor prehab, but really that's not what they wanted. No. And, and what we, and what I learned in that year long marketing program is that people don't spend money on prevention. Nope. They don't. Ding, ding, ding. <laughs> exactly. It's true. It's true. And they spend money on pain. Yes. Yep. They spend money on pain and, and you can't fake a pain. Like you can't make up a simulator. Yeah. Right. <laughs> right. So, and it's so yeah. true. It's such a good point. Yeah. We need to, we need to keep that in mind. So yeah, yeah, especially when you're making a program. And and like, I love how you guys just pivoted your message, right? You didn't have to change the core of the program. It's just pivoting your marketing to reach out, to get them into the program. So, And I think this goes back to our first conversation, which is how do people at home with all of this skill now change their skill format to give all their information virtually because they have so much information. They're so deep in it. They can't see it. They have so many tools at their disposal. They can't see it. And they're thinking so much about what they give as opposed to how, what would their client, like, what does their client really want? Yeah. One of the things that I found really helpful is, well, I think where you need to start is you got to start Mm one-on-one. I I believe working with people Mm -hmm. one-on-one and see what are the things you say over and over and over again to every single person. That's your program. That's That's good advice. That's That's great advice. advice. So when you learn, when you hear yourself saying the same thing over and over and over, what are the same things that you do in every single session? That could be your program, but who's coming to you and what are their issues? Right. Then make your program around that. So that's why I think it's so helpful to to do it one-on-one first and then take it on to being a program. So, you know, this time being in telehealth is perfect. See who's showing up and just open yourself up. And I always love living in the question. That's my, my motto. Like how, what program should I be contemplating? What program should I be putting out into the world? Mm-hmm. And then see who comes to you and see what you start saying one-on-one. Yeah. It's like when I started Restore Your Core, I actually was, had a different brand called Holy Shift Yoga. Uh-huh. And holy I, I remember shift that was all about teaching people to do yoga in this more kind of aligned, quote unquote, safe way. And nobody was really biting. I had this huge clientele in Brooklyn, but they weren't biting. And 
um, I was in this group, this alignment group, and everyone was asking about diastasis and pelvic floor. And I was like, but that's easy. I know the answer to that. And that's where my niche started because, but that's not where I had originally thought I was going to move into. I never even thought that that could be a place to move into, but that's what everyone was asking about. That's exactly what you're saying. Like, yeah, what's the, what is it? What does everyone want to know? And to me, it was like, oh, don't they know? But of course not. I mean, why would they know? Right. What comes so easy to us, we tend to yes. second guess it and just, you know, dismiss it. And yes. yet, you know, the common person out there does not know it. No, it's so true. Where can people find you? What can they do yes. with you? Yes. How can they spend more so, time with you? Um, so institute for is my website. So I have a mom side and a professional side and, um, you can go explore my website there. I also have a community group on Facebook and that is Institute for birth healing community. That is of both moms and professionals. And it's just a great fun, interactive place for both to ask questions and get lots and lots of feedback from others. Um, I also have a, a YouTube channel Institute for birth healing, and I'm also on Instagram as well. So please feel free, reach out. I love, love, love helping professionals to clear their blocks. I, I find, you know, it's, it's funny when I started my work, I started working in the pelvic bowl. That's, that's my area of expertise. And I started shifting the energy of the pelvis in, in my clients. And again, I, I only see people a lot of times just one time. And I kept hearing from their, their friends, oh my gosh, you changed Susie's life you changed Amy's life. You changed, you know, whosoever's life. And I go, really? All I did was shift their energy in their pelvic space. Mm. And, and, and to me, that's, it's shifting the limiting beliefs. It's shifting mm. the energy of, of what we're holding and carrying. And when you do that, you can just show up so much more. You don't have to effort. You, yeah, you just authenticity. Really You're authentic. Yeah. yeah, yeah. To yourself. It, you know, I feel like that pelvic space is our home and that's where we're meant to, to live from in our body. And a lot, a lot of people are disconnected from that space. Yeah. I want our next conversation to be about how does limiting belief show up in your pelvic floor? Ooh. Mm. Oh, Part two. I, yeah, yeah, oh yeah. my gosh. Yeah. I, oh, I have a lot to say about that. <laughs> oh, well, then we're scheduling you in for the next one. Yeah. That's great. Let's do it. Let's Thank do it. Thank you so oh, much, Lynn. It's so this much fun amazing. talking to you. Thank you, you two. I love this. I love this. Thank you so much for this opportunity. So appreciate it. And I appreciate both of you and what you are doing too. So thank you. Thank you all for listening to the One Strong Mama podcast for birth professionals. If you haven't already, please leave us a rating and a review. We really do appreciate all of the support. If you are a birth worker with an inspiring client, or if you have a birth pro in mind that we should definitely chat with, please email us at podcast at onestrongmama.com. Also make sure to follow us on Instagram at onestrongmamaprenatal for tips for all stages of pregnancy and definitely join in on the discussion in the One Strong Mama Facebook community group. See you here next time. This episode is brought to you by the One Strong Mama program, the game-changing prenatal and postnatal program that prepares the body for pregnancy, birth, and beyond based on the Body Ready Method, teaching birth and fitness pros how to assess and train prenatal clients. Go to onestrongmama.com to learn more.